Welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't Tell Mama. Happy Halloween season. As you know, this is our favorite time of the year. If you did not do so already, make sure you listen to our second episode where we talk about our personal haunting experiences. And today we're going to talk about some very popular haunted places on the Gulf Coast where we grew up. And we have a guest today. We have my friend, Laura, who is also a librarian and works with local history. So Laura, what is the most Southern thing that has ever happened to you? Okay. So the most Southern thing that's ever happened to me, I would say, would be going up to my grandparents um, during the summer. And my grandfather used to have this gigantic garden. I mean, the whole backyard. And it was everything that you could think of, corn, peas, green beans, oh, onions, peppers, potatoes, watermelon, things like that. If, if you can put it in the ground, he can grow it. So when, I, when me and my brother were younger, my grandmother would send us out with a five-gallon bucket and say, don't come back in until it's full. And then we would have, you know, we'd get everything back inside. We'd have to snap the beans, shell the peas, shuck the corn, and the shucking the corn was my least favorite because of the worms on top of that, you know, she would can. And when she had that pressure cooker going, if you had to go into the kitchen, you had to tiptoe. So the pressure cooker would not explode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. One of my favorite memories of my grandmother is on my dad's side is we would go down to the, the farmer's market get a bunch of snap beans and we'd come in and we'd have to, we'd have to snap the peas just like you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, that is, that is like the quintessential, like Southern weekday morning, weekend morning. You know what I mean? Oh, purple fingers, purple mm-hmm. fingers. Yep. <laughs> I used to do them for my grandparents. I used to snap them while I was watching T- TGIF when mm-hmm. I was watching yes. TGIF. Yeah, it was, I don't know, they would just give me a bowl and I'd just go to town and watch TV and do it. I don't know if anyone not from the South would understand what snapping peas means. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I guess only people with like a garden and stuff like that. The Midwest does grow a lot of things, but like, that's true. Yeah, but I think in the South, it's just, you know, people, a lot of people still have home gardens too. It's, I I agree. It's quintessentially Southern, right? And Laura, you grew up on the Gulf Coast, right? Grew up in Mobile. Yep, yeah, that's the Gulf Coast. Close enough. So, <laughs> yep. And now I am in uh, Ocean Springs. Oh, nice. So, nice. Have you ever seen a ghost, Laura? I haven't, but I really, really want to. So at work, my library is two floors, and the second floor is me, and then our admin department and the children's section. And people in the children's section says there's a girl in a purple dress that's just around. And some of my coworkers have tried to leave like a ball in one place to see if she moves it. I keep trying to look for her. There was one point where the library was closed, but we were just in there. And I was like, maybe we'll see her today. But I think I wanted it too bad. 
So she didn't show up. And then in my department, we have one named Horatio. So a co-worker. She says she's seen his shirt sleeve. Like he wears a gray long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. And we think that he's the one that just knocks everything over. So if something just falls over, I'll just be like, Horatio, like not today. So... <laughs> And we think he's a little bit upset because we've been moving stuff around lately. Mm. So he likes things in their place where they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. Love I it. put out the haunted books this week at the library. So nice. our haunted books are on display. Good. But I have not seen that ghost either because it's supposed to be a woman with long, dark hair and white. Not seen her. But there are days where I'm working by myself in the department and I think I see someone walk in and I look up and no one is there. And the archive Laura. room has gone dark on me one time and I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We had like a power, like it was thundering and lightning and the power went out and I was like, oh, this is not good. No, I I feel like there's a lot of juju back there. (laughs) I always get really freaked out when I have to go into work late at night or if I stay late in at night because um, it's an older building, you know, it was probably built in the 60s or 70s and and I work in a science building. So we have like for anatomy students, we have bodies, you know, um, in these huge freezer rooms that are that are locked. And I've you know, there's like lab positions where that you can apply for that you have to, you know, basically like move all these body parts or like full bodies and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, and they're kept usually in the basement and it's just, I don't know. And every time I'm out up there at night, I'm like, oh, it's creepy. Do you think they're just going to sit up at one point? I have no clue. Luckily they're locked in if they do sit up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but going to put samples in the basement at midnight when I get back from the field is not a fun thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, are you like their bodies in, in, in this part, in these parts? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hello. Are you still in the building with all like the snakes and stuff too? Yes. Our building has, so I live in Arizona. There is a large uh, rattlesnake research center where we study um, venom and anti-venom. And um, so we have a lot of snakes on campus and they do this really cool display on the first floor of my building that has a lot of the different rattlesnakes from all over the state in just in aquariums. And so, yeah, that's kind of creepy when you walk in at night and they're, they're like looking at you. Cause they're like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> you know? And then they'll rattle at night. I the only time I've ever had them rattle at me was at night. You know, they're usually much more awake. It's kind of creepy it, either way. They're cool to look at. The creepiest part is when they feed them and they have to open the cages and I'm like, have to squeeze by them with all my equipment. I'm like, is it safe? I don't want to mess you guys up. Don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to get bitten. Yeah. Feeding, feeding snakes was the worst part about having snakes when Brady had two sand boas. Mm-hmm. That, that really freaks me out. Cause I'm like, I know they're going to jump for it, but mm-hmm. I don't know when. So you're just like <laughs> lowering down this, tr- this poor little terrified mouse you know (laughs) yeah laura we share the same want and i do think we want it too much i will also want to see a ghost (laughs) i think that's not that's not how that works right (laughs) if you want to see it they're like they're like things are off your vibe is off like Mm -hmm. normally people don't want to see us (laughs) yeah i think that throws it off yeah so i guess we're half and half 
two of us have seen a ghost slash multiple ghosts in Mandy's case. And then Katie has, who really wants to see one has never seen. (laughs) And you can hear, uh, again, I know Mandy mentioned this in the first place, but you can hear about all of the ghosts that Mandy and I have seen in our, in last year's Halloween episode. Um, it's the second episode we did. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll post that one on Facebook for everybody too, again, cause that'll Mm -hmm. be, that's a good, it's that time of year. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful time of year. The the spookiest time of the year. Yes. Even though it is 87 degrees out right now. But, oh my know, God. It's so bad. Hey, that's fall in Arizona. I'm, I'm digging it. Yep. But the humidity here is still like 93%. Yeah, I don't have oh that. Oh my gosh. I don't have that. We so, are now in so, the season of wanting to live in Arizona. So I have been researching ghosts for a long time. It's just a little pet project of mine. I worked at lo- local history a year and then t- went and taught in the school system and went on some adventures and then I've been back for about three years. So whenever I'm around, I see like I come across a ghost story in the newspaper or a magazine or something that's local, I clip it and save it. Mm-hmm. I have like this old school binder. Some I've looked into more, some I haven't yet. Uh, but I do want to clarify that I, I chose this list today because I chose places that still exist. There are some really creepy, crazy ass stories for some places that have been lost due to hurricanes or burned down. There's really one good one in, in Hansboro, Gulfport area that burned down after a seance was done there and a psychic predicted it. But since it does no longer, it does, it no longer exists. I did not put it on the list. Maybe another time we can talk about it. And then also, I would like to say that all of these places we're talking about are private property. And they are places people work, live, rest for eternity, and they should mm-hmm. be treated with respect. And they are not places like to go for, uh, you know, thrill seeking or anything like that. But um, I do not recommend the going and vandalizing a cemetery or anything like that. So let's begin with, I think this one would be the most famous one. The first one is the Rock and Roll Graveyard, or also it's the actually Seymour Cemetery is the proper name but everyone calls it Rock and Roll Graveyard. It is in Jackson County in the St. Martin area. I think every person I know, if I go up to anyone who's ever lived here, they have a story with this place. Yes, I think I agree. I think all of us have, when we're in our young rebellious years, as rebellious as any of us actually were, right, (laughs) have made an unsolicited trip to this graveyard. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, I have a funny story about this one. I don't have a spooky story. My first date was Ooh. took me to Rock and Roll Graveyard. <laughs> Spill the tea. No. Spill the tea. <laughs> okay, so sweet little innocent church going Leah um, was oh. in <laughs> Pollyanna painting. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Was in ninth grade. Um, never been kissed never been on a date before got asked on a date by a boy at church and (laughs) and so he took me um we were gonna go to homecoming together and or maybe it was Sadie Hawkins it was one of those I think it was Sadie Hawkins but we ended up not going uh he took me to dinner at Ruby Tuesdays right on the beach in Biloxi you know that's how old this was right guys super classy he's trying to impress you (laughs) oh yeah definitely of course he was no and then instead it was me and then two he was like a year older and then there were two seniors that we went with that we were all kind of friends with from school 
and and from church. They decided, oh no, we're not gonna go to the dance. Let's go to let's go to rock and roll graveyard. And so I was like, oh, I'm not driving. I couldn't even drive. I was like, oh, I don't know about this, but okay, I'm with three other people, whatever. And they're like, yeah, they're supposed to, it's supposed to be haunted, all this kind of stuff. And apparently like I was holding his hand in the backseat so tight that it was like hurting him. And this guy was like, <laughs> this guy was like twice my size. He was like over six feet tall, you know, and I, like my, both of my hands probably fit in his. And apparently I was holding it so tight. It hurt. Um, but he took me to the graveyard and, and honestly, like, I don't remember much more than just like the drive down the dark road to get there. I didn't get out of the car. I was like, Oh, no, no, this is not for me. Um, yeah. So, (laughs) but yes, he took me, he was, it was very impressive first date. And then, and then I also got my first kiss that night, but I will tell you the story of that another time. I will save that for later. <laughs> Leave us wanting Leah. Yes, exactly. Oh <laughs> Little gosh. tease there. <laughs> Has anybody ever counted the curves? Ooh, no. Isn't, isn't, isn't there supposed to be like a specific number on the way in and yeah. then on the way? <laughs> no. What? Like the curves on the road to get in? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there's more on the way in than there is on the way out. I've never been, but I want Ooh, to just to go. You want to just to go? Ah. <laughs> so I've been, uh, we did not count the curves. I went, so we went one night just for shits and giggles. And then Ed had some friends that were really into ghost hunting. I'm putting up quote fingers. Mm-hmm. Like they had a little like ghost hunting hobby for a little while. So they went down and this is when I was living overseas and they went and Ed took a picture of two of our friends in his truck. And there is a face. You can see a face oh, outside oh. the window. This is, I'm trying to find, I was trying to find the picture on my email to send it out to y'all again, to remind mm-hmm. y'all how intense this is. But yeah, it is creepy AF. Like you can see the face. Oh my God. Clearly. 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 See the face. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So oh, you yes. weren't, you weren't there for that picture. I was not there for that picture because I was in grad school. I thought and, like uh, you and Jerry were in the car looking out and you couldn't see anything. And then it was Jerry and Nicole. Oh, Jerry oh. and Nicole. Oh, oh, okay. So they were looking out and then Ed was looking back and just was snapping a bunch of pictures. He snapped multiple snapping. ones right there, right? Yeah. He, he was just taking pictures like nighttime yeah. pictures. Yeah. Oh, it's a creepy, it's like the creepiest picture I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you yeah. find it, you've got to send it to me. Oh yeah, yeah. certainly. I think we need to share it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we I have to so share too. that. Mm-hmm. It is so creepy. It's just, it is very defined. It is a face like looking into the window. Very yeah. spectral face looking in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Floating type head, mm-hmm. but it's clear. Yeah. Like you can actually see mm-hmm. a face. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. So yeah, Seymour Cemetery um, has another, a lot of other legends. Like they said, there were all mm-hmm. bino people that lived out there. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a old lady in a rocking chair. Oh no. I, I did, it has been vandalized. Have any of your friends said anything about it, Laura? So I have a coworker actually that he was like, when I was younger, I me and my friends specifically went out there to see if we could find the people that supposedly live at the cemetery. (laughs) And he said he had one of those old 
beat up Broncos, like those super old ones that to turn the headlights on, you have to pull the lever. So it was at night and, you know, they were driving down and then his headlights just shut off, but Mm. they were, they were on Mm. and they're like, his friends are like, are you messing with us? What's going on? He said, no, they're off and they wouldn't come back on. But when they left, they came back on. He decided to go back a second time. And he said, as soon as he parked and got out of his car, there was fresh roadkill right there by his car. Like it had just died. So he was like, better not. (laughs) And then left. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's spooky. I have a story with, once again, my uh, childhood best friend, Brittany. (laughs) Brittany appears a lot in this podcast. She needs to come come for a visit. (laughs) She really does. We've put up, we've just had so many like hilarious adventures in the past. Uh, We also went to Rock and Roll Graveyard and I believe I was driving and we were listening to Delilah. Do you remember Delilah, the radio station? Yes. Just to calm us because her calming voice was working at the time, right? (laughs) So we're driving, driving, driving. And the anticipation of getting there and the like the thrill and the the adrenaline just started pumping. And we didn't even make it all the way down the (laughs) all the way down the road. We had to do like a five or a 10 point star to reverse on that tiny tiny road to get out of there (laughs) we just started screaming for no reason we just amped ourselves up too much we didn't even make it to the gate to see seymour cemetery (laughs) we had made it like probably a couple minutes down that you know windy road and then we We had to turn around anymore we freaked out (laughs) most people i think have some kind of a story or have a friend of a friend that is seeing something out there and I thought I thought there was a family that owned the graveyard that had albinism in the their family Seymour's are a big family um I have uh Seymour great-grandparents I did see an interesting article a few years ago where they were arguing because the cemetery is out of room and people want to be buried there and basically anyone who's like a Seymour descendant and that man had like eight kids and like the 1700s so you can imagine how many mm-hmm. seymour wow. descendants there are <laughs> yeah so it's kind of funny people were arguing about who who, who can go in the cemetery or not <laughs> yeah. yes most cemeteries are actually usually owned by like a family or a church or a group so they are yeah. private private yeah. property or surely and, they would have visiting hours yeah i think so and they have like a sign that's like no trespassing yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's a bunch of them i think on the way in oh yeah there might be like multiple ones now like yeah they've had issues with with vandalism which yeah why in the world you would want to invite that that yeah. bad juju into your life by vandalizing a cemetery yeah i just feel like that is like ultimate bad karma mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah seriously their mamas didn't raise them right <laughs> oh, no buddy <laughs> <laughs> the next one is another one you hear a lot of sensational tales about is the old howard memorial hospital which is now the dmr building on back bay biloxi have um any of y'all heard about that one no that- please enlighten no. me i've heard about that one um it's been a while since i've heard the story but it is a pretty creepy building i can tell you that much hospitals are creepy Yep. Mm-hmm. It used to be a hospital. It was a hospital from 1963 until the mid 80s. Fun fact, me and my mother were both born there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So at one point they added another store, like another level to it. 
So it has Mm -hmm. one extra level that wasn't original to the building. Basically, the gist of the Howard Memorial Hospital was they have a set of ghost twin girls, like Shining style, Mm -hmm. that will uh, you will see before you die. They're generally like playful and nice ghosts, right? Yeah, I don't remember anything creepy um, about them. No, it's just like, and I think they're kind of naughty too. Like they mess with the elevators. They, Mm. the nursing staff could hear them sometimes playing and talking. The rumor is they died from like something violent in the park around the corner. Like Mm. you could, there's a park you can almost see county corner. Okay. This is where I'd like to get like on my historical, like Mm -hmm. bandwagon and gung ho on research. And I started researching it. I have not found anything that would indicate uh, something like that happening. Yeah. But I did find, interestingly enough, I went through our funeral record books and the first death was a a middle-aged woman who was uh, a victim of domestic violence Mm -hmm. as the first death there. And then also the the hospital in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. She, uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say her name, but yeah, she was, uh, um, she died of like a gunshot wound when she arrived at the hospital pretty soon after it opened. And then the first child that died there was a six-year-old little girl that was hit by a truck picking blackberries in Ocean Springs and it cracked her skull. Oh my gosh. I mean, violent stuff happened there, you know? So I'm not, so I'm sure there's some kind of truth to it. Yeah. But I haven't found like the, the urban legend story. Yeah. That matches it. Would they have died at the, like during the hospital's lifespan or could they have died on the land that the hospital was built on? That's true. It's possible. I'm not sure what would have been there, probably a homestead before it was built. Yeah. Cause that area was like big lots that turned into subdivisions mm-hmm. later. I'm trying to think of what would have been there or canning factories. Yeah. It could have been a can. That's true. Cause there was a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah. And those and- were not uh, healthy places to live, especially for say- children. Yeah. And who worked in canning factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all the Little children were children. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did. Oh, dang. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty spooky tale. And actually, I did catch a friend. I'm not going to say their name, but I caught a friend the other day that works in the building still and asked and they said they have not experienced anything. Oh, which okay. is like, wah, wah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. come on, give me something. <laughs> they said they kept hearing a crashing sound and they thought maybe and it was an ice maker. <laughs> in the mm-hmm. So oh, I was man. like, Man. There's a lot of articles though about of a lot of the different stories that people have re- that have been recorded of this place. I have I do remember that. Like that's where I've seen it before. There was and I think also- there's like an old school video that's like Mississippi haunted places like that they used to show us in school in elementary school that included <laughs> this one. Yeah, with like the elevator and everything like that. There is an only only in our state article I read a mm-hmm. few few years back recently, like in the past two years. And it's funny because people commented on it. And some people said for a while they they closed the hospital and left all like the equipment and stuff in there and kids yep. would like break in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's creepy. <laughs> I think the video was shot from that, the documentary or whatever that I watched, which that they shot for that was during that time um, when the used- hospital was still closed. Yeah. It's been used though, as a federal and state building for a long time. Cause mm-hmm. it was a DMV for a long time too. I got my driver's Ooh. license there. Did yeah. You- <laughs> yeah, I did too. So yeah, it was a DMV for a long time and now like DMR is there and some other federal agencies as well. This one, I think if you asked me if I could go into any of these at night, I would hands down pick this one. Oh yeah. 
Ooh. Yeah, because I think this one's got the most chance of really having something going on in there. <laughs> yeah. So w- what did they do with the hospital records? Were they just transferred to Memorial? I think so. And actually someone mentioned that I think the, the girls went with like went to Memorial, like they went to Memorial with the staff. There's rumors that they haunt like the one that's on uh, mm. <laughs> in downtown Biloxi still. So that's one that's one theory. <laughs> that's been told but yeah and actually memorial uh or not memorial re- it was, well it was biloxi regional now it's actually um, been bought out by someone else <laughs> and oh, yeah? i think memorial partly owns it i think gulfport memorial and some uh, someone else might own it now the biloxi mm-hmm. hospital i understand that you know there's a bunch of different special legal ramifications with hospital records that they mm-hmm. wouldn't just end up in an old administrative person's um garage but uh. what if they did and then what if what if the girls are there and it's just I don't know thinking um, about it's so interesting to like dig back into the past and see where things have been so that one uh that one kind of fascinates me I want to figure out who the girls are um yes. maybe I will one day <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually another roadblock I came in is we have funeral home record books but they mm-hmm. stop only like two years into the hospital being open so I can't search mm. funeral record books further on because I would just go through the funeral record books until I found people that match yeah. They tell you where people die in those. The next one I chose is the Biloxi Cemetery. Although I've only seen haunted information about it from like a dude's book that he doesn't even live down here. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but it just looks haunted. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like if you've ever been to the Biloxi Cemetery. Yes. It uh. kind of looks, uh, as I told Leah, I think when we were talking about this episode, it kind of looks like Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil out there. Yeah. If anyone's read that book or I love that book. book. <laughs> it's such a good book. So good. Yeah. When we when we went for Leah's Bachelorette, we went to the cemetery just because we had to. <laughs> oh yeah. I see a pattern with you, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's so what we had to do. We had to go. We're just like, we gotta do it. But yeah, if you go around the Biloxi Cemetery, it's kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. At, especially at night with the cemetery tour coming up and that's not as spooky because there's a thousand people there <laughs> yeah and it's also like during the dusk area time it's still a little there's still a little light outside fun by the way the the cemetery tours that they do um that you guys do are are so much fun have y'all been to the Bluxy cemetery <laughs> yes i've been to um so we have a lot of family members buried in the Bluxy cemetery mm-hmm. so we've been there um many times yeah yeah yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's in a, a really pretty location close to the railroad, but close to the beach. And it's got mm-hmm. like giant, um, giant trees with moss hanging off. It's all gorgeous. the oak trees. Yeah. All yeah. the really old oak trees with the Spanish moss. Yeah. Gorgeous and spooky. <laughs> Which, oh, by the way, the Spanish moss is in the same family as the pineapple. So just saying that. <laughs> little science fact. Little science fact there for you. The Biloxi Cemetery probably does have some ghosts. I don't know if it's like I said with this guy. I'm not even going to plug his book because I was very like, mm, he did all his research research from Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> but it just yeah. looks like there's like full on mausoleums in some sections of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And then you have the section that's like the Vietnamese burials mm-hmm. and they have like the offerings and things, which I think is also kind of spooky. Like the mm-hmm. idea of like Dia de la Mortes and the, the tomb sweeping in the Asian cultures mm-hmm. and like leaving offerings up for your ancestors yeah that's kind of creepy if you kind of think about it <laughs> yeah it's acknowledging that they're still around you know and that they they're still present in some way it's kind of great it's kind of creepy so speaking of offerings um I have this 
it's not Biloxi Cemetery, but it's one called Franklin Cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's in Gaucher. And um, one of my patrons told me about this. He came in one day to tell me that there's a mermaid in Singing River. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I, to- I told him I like ghost stories. So he goes, well, I went to the cemetery called Franklin Cemetery. It's like way in the back. It's also private property. It's just way back there. And what's very memorable about it, it has these two big hanging oak trees that just Mm -hmm. dip. He said he and his friend had gone out there and he was walking around and his friend was taking pictures. They get home and they, you know, they look at their pictures and there's a woman standing in a thicket. And he goes, I did not see that woman because Mm -hmm. he goes, I am an old Southern gentleman. And if I would have seen her standing in that thicket, I would have asked her if she needed my help getting out of it Mm because I did not see her. And he goes, but I was looking, trying to see what she was looking at. So I went back and she was looking at a gravestone with this woman's name on it. And he goes, so I went and I looked her up on find a grave. Sure enough, there was a picture of the woman whose grave it was. And she was wearing the same thing that this woman in that thicket was. And then he said on a separate occasion, you know, some of some graves have the cement slabs on it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So the bodies don't float. There was a little car on it because it was it belonged to a child. Just when a a little toy truck, he picked it up and the wheel started moving. There was no motor in it, no nothing. And he goes, so I just set it back down and I went about my day. Okay. What else are you going to (laughs) do? Exactly. Cool. He's got some good stories. Oh, he's yeah. fun. That's yeah, good. you'll have to fun. tell us about the mermaid in the Pascagoula River sometime. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> we got so many teasers in this episode. <laughs> we do. I think it's time for a commercial. We'll see you back in a moment. Don't worry. The episode isn't over. We'll be right back after a short break. Okay, guys, we are back and um, next on our list of the Mississippi Gulf Coast most haunted places is Ship Island, which is a place that is near and dear to my heart on Ship Island, which is part of the Gulf Islands National Seashore. Uh, we have and this is specifically talking about West Ship Island, the one with the fort on it. And this fort was has been used in what the Civil War, right? The first part uh, of it very, it was, very briefly. briefly. It only in the saw Civil like War. cannon fire one time, I think. I think you're right. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I think I think the story is the fort shot and the boat shot back and they both missed. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Cannons were not very accurate back then. And so this, yeah, so this fort has been around for a long time, I think. You can see the age of the bricks and everything like that. Um, and it was put there to guard the port of New Orleans. It's I I have personally never seen a ghost there, but I know that it housed a lot of soldiers uh, throughout its lifetime um, early on. And 
then I think it was just empty for a really long time. And then until the National Park Service took over, a lot of people have lived out there off and on. And I can tell you that it is not the most hospitable place to live on. So I can only imagine the conditions there. The fort itself is pretty, it's pretty spooky. There's a lot of wind that whistles through all these empty corridors and everything like that. Um, It's also been used as a quarantine station and a POW camp. Yeah. Those things are definitely not the most happy. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Situations that used to, before they, they dug out the channel to go into Gulfport Harbor, you couldn't put a big ship straight onto the coast. It's just too shallow. So they would stop at Ship Island. So all like customs, dealings, all quarantine, all that happened on Ship Island. Yeah, Yeah, there's a natural deep harbor on the side of Ship Island. And so people would dock their larger boats and then they would take smaller boats into shore. Yeah, I think that the fort is pretty spooky. Mm -hmm. Have you ever stayed in the fort during a rainstorm? Which if you were, if you worked sea camp, you've had to do it. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Laura, me, Katie and Leah all worked at a a camp before Mm -hmm. this camp would take the older kids to ship Island. One, one day of the camp, there would be these storms that would just bubble up out of nowhere. It's sunny and bright. And then 30 minutes later, you're, you're uh, trying to dig a kid's shoe out the sand and run, run with the group to the fort (laughs) as the like lightning and wind, like lightning cracks and the wind blows. Mm -hmm. Your hair stands up straight. You're like, Oh, your hands out of here. Yep. You got that. Like we're about to make beach glass kind of Yep. (laughs) feeling. Oh, I can't imagine. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You just, the summer squalls that you get out on the water. Hey, Um, hey, Laura, have you ever seen a water spout? (laughs) I haven't. <laughs> I I refuse to go out into that open of a water. Oh, really? <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I don't like water. I don't like swimming in water where I can't see my feet. Oh, I don't yeah. like it if okay. it's too deep. <laughs> Just like that. it's basically it's my understandable. <laughs> yes. Yes, we hear you. Yeah, it's it's definitely understandable because it can get like real rowdy out there. So I could mm-hmm. only imagine what people's lives were like out there. Yeah. Before they're, they, and they have running water out there now. They do. But, and electricity. And, and electricity. But that was not the case. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. For a long time. Haven't they had to rebuild part of the island so the fort doesn't sink? Yes. They, they have to fill it in um, every few years or so with sand. And they use the sand from the, the channel, the shipping channel to do so. Mm-hmm. And it's beach regeneration is what that's called. And that's actually how you can find fossil shark, shark teeth out there. Because they, they come up, they get dug from the channel and that sand is so it's, it's just getting, they're digging further and further down, but yeah, overall it's nice because it saves the fort. It allows people to go out and visit there. You can take the ship Island ferry, or you can take your own personal watercraft. They do the uh, park service gives free tours of the fort and they do an amazing job. They usually they have in the summer, it's a bunch of volunteers and then they have full-time staff during the rest of the year. And they've all, they all do a great job giving, giving tours of the fort. Um, and Mandy, Katie, and I could probably do it by heart. (laughs) Um, even though it's been a while since we've done it, uh, but we've taken that tour, sat on that tour so many times over the years. Um, and I don't know, you do just get this sense of like, I don't know, quiet, like extra quiet inside the fort, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost still in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like yeah. it's like it's the um, Ford itself is trapped in some mm-hmm. kind of like time loop. And then when you're walking through there, it's just really eerie. Yeah. Even if you're with a group of children, like and there's, you know, people talking and all kinds of stuff. There's still just like I find myself looking behind my behind me, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Expecting to find a soldier around. the yeah. Next yeah, yeah. Time. <laughs> I do think the ghost is actually supposed to be a soldier. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I've heard. Yeah. So there is a ghost supposedly that haunts the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. It, there's got to be more than one, but. Oh, yeah. I think there's definitely a um, supposed to be, like I said, a soldier and has a red coat. I've heard yeah. several. Um, there's also an article I sent y'all that is a, a reporter stayed there <laughs> over the weekend, <gasps> like when it was cold by themselves. Oh, yeah. I don't think they saw anyone, but I don't think they were very happy. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of that weekend. <laughs> oh, I bet not. Oh, it was a little much. <laughs> yeah. For them. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason most people leave at the end of the night, at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yep. Yep. Also, cold weather camping is like no joke. <laughs> no, it isn't, especially out there because it's like just wind. Mm-hmm. It'd just be just like wind and sand. So the next place on my list is Beauvoir. Beauvoir is a little touchy of a topic these days because it was the, um, vacation home of the president of the confederacy jefferson davis and as such it is still run by the sons of the confederacy it's kind of an awkward place to go to (laughs) we're not going to get into the politics of it but the actual history of beauvoir and the ghost of beauvoir are a lot more interesting once you get past the jefferson davis thing yeah because after jefferson davis died his widow put the place up to be a like a convalescing home, like a retirement mm-hmm. home for Confederate veterans. So they had a caretaker, they had a hospital there. A lot of people died there. There's a cemetery there. And then there was, then it was eventually transitioned to a museum after the last Confederate soldier died, a historic, you know, kind of place. There is several, uh, there is a picture during fall muster where they do a reenactment where mm-hmm. you can see a woman looking out the window in a plantation dress at her friends down there like and behind her is a ghost (gasps) like you can even see it in the like black and white pictures i've scanned oh wow that's crazy there's definitely been sightings another common one and this one's one i've heard since i was a teenager is that there's a girl a young girl that'll walk across highway 90 and vanish not mm. that part of Highway 90, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that part. <laughs> that part of Highway 90. She was actually, a local historian actually figured out who she was. She was caretaker's daughter. And before there was a beach on the coastline, it was actually it just, the water just went right up to the like trees. Mm-hmm. And it would create kind of like crevices, the waves like pushing up against the trees and the soil. Because there wasn't yeah. a, a long sandy beach that's completely man-made. So the little girl was the uh, caretaker of the Confederate home and his daughter, and she was playing and it fell on top of her. Oh, one of those eroded, like, like eroded crevices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like she was like kind of made like a little cave kind of thing. And it fell on top of her and she was actually buried in the Waves Home Cemetery. And the Waves Home was an orphanage west of Beauvoir. Mm-hmm. And they had its own cemetery there. And what's interesting is the Coliseum built a park, probably built a parking garage or something on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the area it was in. Cause everyone, when they come to look for it, it's like, where was it? And no one can actually give you the answer. Yeah. 
that it was in the area of the Coliseum. I wouldn't be surprised if the Coliseum is haunted by a bunch of ghost children. That makes sense. There's a lot of concrete put into that building. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is definitely has some, some activity. (laughs) Yeah. If you ask people or you look at, if you look at any ghost books where they go like ghosts of the South, they have Beauvoir. And I think Mm -hmm. it's just an easy target. Because there's a lot of, it's actually very well documented because it's, yeah. it's a historic place and the chain of ownership is very clear mm-hmm. on that property and things have been saved as well. Yeah. The last place on the list for today is uh, the Hancock County Courthouse Ooh. in Bay St. Louis. This one, the, the only, I remember a story about this one. Isn't there like a ghost, a woman ghost that appears in the window of this one? Uh, I know that like law books and things get thrown. Oh, (laughs) really? Oh, I read, I read an article, I think where there's, there's like, I think one of the security guards, Mm -hmm. um, has seen like a woman in the window. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) the upstairs window of the courthouse. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then there's also a, yeah, there's also like a reporter that stayed there. Oh yeah. Overnight. And they didn't make it through the night. Oh no. (laughs) They're like, nope. Nope. (laughs) Stuff started falling out of bookshelves and things. And they're like, no, I'm not doing this. This is not happening. Oh man. (laughs) Not doing it. Not happening. (laughs) Peace out. You always got to bring a buddy. Yeah, I think so. I think you need someone to like validate Mm -hmm. what you saw. Yeah, we should go stay the night in one of these places and record a podcast. None Y'all of these can. places would let us do that. <laughs> no. Y'all can do it. Y'all have fun with that one. Do it. Yeah. I would do it. I've stayed in some pretty creepy looking places. Uh, no. <laughs> DJ would do it with you, I bet. DJ would love to do that with you. Yes. Jerry would do it. Y'all go do that. And I will be on call. When y'all get too scared and you need somebody to come pick you up, how about that? <laughs> Laura, would you sleep in a haunted place like the courthouse? Maybe. <laughs> I would try. Maybe. My YouTube playing on my phone and just ignoring my surroundings. Yeah, yes. just like seeing what happens. Yes. Because the thing, okay, the thing with me is I don't look out windows at night. I don't look in the mirrors at night my little hallway in my tiny little apartment is like five feet long and I leave the door cracked for the cats to go in and out but Mm -hmm. if that door is wide open I will not be able to sleep no because yeah yeah I have to be completely covered no matter how hot it is because the monster's gonna grab me yep (laughs) I'm an adult woman (laughs) I have to have all the doors closed in my room like the bathroom door has to be all the way closed. The closet door has to be all the way closed. Otherwise, like something's going to jump out and get me. I don't know why closing it makes a difference, but you know, it does. That actually, that actually stems from a Ghostbusters cartoon episode where they had the boogeyman (laughs) who would come out of the closet. Yeah. That's where that comes from for me. Like that fear that I watched when I was a kid. So like Ghostbusters cartoon TV show, but nope, ever since then, everything has to be closed. Otherwise I'm going to like watch that thing to make sure, like watch that crack to make sure nothing comes out of it. I'll have like some real too. Like if I watch something really creepy before bed, I'll have some real whacked out dreams Yeah, as well. Does that happen to anyone else? I, I had a actually last week and I don't do this very often unless I'm like super exhausted. I don't make, like, I don't talk in my sleep or anything like that, but it was 
early morning, probably like 5 a.m. And I was about to wake up, but I wasn't completely awake yet. I was mostly asleep still. And I remember kind of looking, thinking I was looking up to the side of my bed and seeing something like hovering to the right of me. And I was not awake yet. I was not completely awake yet. You know, I, I was like dreaming of opening my eyes and I started like, I was like, like screaming, like, <laughs> like freaking out. And DJ's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And then at that point, my eyes were awake and I, I oh, fully awake and I looked over and I was like, no, 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 I'm good. That was, I was dreaming, but that doesn't happen to me often. These are some spooky things to think about for Halloween. <laughs> spooky story. These stories. I love all this stuff though. It's so much fun. Oh yeah. It's great. I, I also listen to, there's a podcast called spooked that I love that I listen oh. to every spooky season. That's a good um, one. yeah, that's, that's a, a really good one. Good one. Haunted, Haunted places. places is good too. Yeah. They have a lot of new Orleans places there that they yeah. talk about, but they don't talk about any of the ones from Mississippi actually. Yeah, but they don't, but they have a lot from new Orleans, which is good. Would also another spooky place. We would love to thank Laura for coming on our podcast. Thank you again for being our guest today and sharing some of your spooky stories. Well, uh, thank you for having me. We really enjoyed having you. And if you have any spooky stories that you would like to share with us or our listeners, send us a message. We would love to hear them. Make sure you listen to our next episode where we are going to talk all about practical gratitude just in time for Thanksgiving. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 